It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. He used a 9mm automatic. I promise you, this guy's killed before. FBI Special Expert Warren Stanton is up against a killer unlike any he's ever faced. A killer no one has ever seen. A killer going where no one has ever been. One of the men in your party is an imposter. How many are up there in this fight? Five fishermen and a leader, Sarah. This is supposed to be a fun trip, not hell night. Do you really think he'd kill any more of those people? Jump. Jump! Yes, I do. But before Warren Stanton can take on the killer, he must take on a guide. Ain't no elevators out there, mister. No cable cars, no buses. Mr. Knox, you've got one choice, and one choice only. That is to guide me into those mountains. Two men tracking a killer and his hostage. One for revenge, the other for love. Sidney Poitier. Let her go or die! Berenger. Kirstie Alley. Run! Deadly Pursuit. Hello and welcome to the film with three brains. This is Sean in Chicago. And this is Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And Sam in San Francisco. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like Chet. Yeah, a little Chet. <laughs> Chet-esque. Uh, a little sinister, like the villain of this movie. The movie we're going to talk about is Shoot to Kill, 1990, 1988. There we go. Um, it's an action thriller buddy cop movie, sort of. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a thriller. Um, it's apparently hard to find. I don't know if, um, I don't know why. Did anyone figure out why it was so hard to find or why it's not released? Uh, no. It's touchstone pictures. Um, anyway, um, it was directed by Roger Spottiswood, and it, uh, made some money at the box office, but it kind of goes on the radar as far as action movies of the, the late 80s go. And, uh, I just thought it was worth, uh, another go, so, here we are. Indeed. All right. Synopsis? Anything? Well, Just synopsis go right is, into it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll do a quick one. It's it's um, Sidney Poitier is a an FBI agent in the in the Bay Area, San Francisco area, and the um, the case that he starts with, this the movie starts with a an ongoing um, kidnapping and and I guess you call it a ransom or I don't know the guy the hostage. Some, Hostage, yeah. Someone takes a hostage and demands diamonds. And they find the guy breaking into his own diamond shop and they trail it to his house and there's a guy with hostages and he and he kind of gets one over on City Poitier and and somehow escapes that first that first encounter. And after that, he drives all the way up to Canada and uh kind of gets waylaid because of uh, a traffic accident, I guess. there's He thinks there's a, a blockade because he sees the cop car. And he pulls off, and then he ends up going hiking with... I mean, it's not hiking, but let's just go hiking. 
This um, is the short version, right? Yeah, I know. This sucks. I'm so sorry. Why are you regretting doing this? Anyways, <laughs> he, gets, he gets into the woods, and that's where Tom Berenger comes in. And Tom Berenger is a outdoorsy guy. I mean, I got a lot of um, cliffhanger vibes from this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll discuss why that is relevant or not relevant. But he, So Sidney Poitier has, teams up with Tom Berenger and chases this fugitive into Canada. That's the, that's the, the big strokes, broad strokes, whatever you can call it. So what do you guys think of this movie? Oh, well, had you seen this movie? Sam, you said you didn't think you'd seen it. I, I didn't seen it. I didn't seen it at all. I'm pretty sure I had seen it, but I remembered almost nothing. Pretty much nothing. It was like watching it for the first time, but I, for some okay. reason, I feel like I have seen it. I'm certainly aware of it. I don't know. Maybe I haven't. I don't know. I always assumed I had. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say it's it's pretty formulaic. It's got kind of... There's not... I mean, there's some twists to it, but not major ones. It's, it's you know... Mm-hmm. Kind of the story I just laid out there is is how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, for one, it's got Sidney Poitier, and he hasn't... He hadn't done a movie for like 11 years before this, so that's that's interesting. Yeah, um, he definitely hadn't done a movie like this, which uh, I'm not sure <laughs> what made him decide to do this, because he <laughs> he has some interesting delivery on some of his lines, and he's you know yeah they're always calling each other bastards and son of a bitch and stuff. <laughs> it sounds funny when he says yeah. when he swears, <laughs> just sounds funny to me. I don't yeah. know. I agree because he has such but, a proper yeah. way of speaking, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's interesting. He also seems casting. a little old for the role, like for the shit they're having him do, for the you know that the character has to do in the yeah. in the wilderness. He he seemed a little old. Yeah, Tom Berenger was like, "You're out of your element, yeah. and you're not gonna you're gonna slow me down." But he never said, "Keep up, old man," or anything like that. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it was okay. I mean, that was sort of part of the story. Yeah, I mean, him being old and slow ish. Or inexperienced. I don't know. Um, yeah. I liked it, though. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah? yeah? I think if you can forget about, you know, the <clears throat> 30 years of film that have come since, you know, and the movies that are like it, but, you know, this predates a lot of things. What do you, I was thinking about this. What do you, what do you call, you know, like it's, you, you said buddy cop movie, which is sort of is, but it's not because it's the one's a cop and one's like, a not, right. not a cop, you know, like, I don't know. Is there a word for that? I feel like I should know this kind of like well, midnight like a double, run, double fish know? out of water because they're, you know, well, briefly, because when they get to the, when they get to a city in, uh, in Canada, then he's, he turns the tables and said, yeah. well, you might be hot shit where you come from, but yeah. you know, sit back yeah. and enjoy the ride, you know, mm-hmm. throw, they throw that around. But, but for the most of it, it's, it's, it's just. Sidney Poitier out of his element in the yeah. wilderness. He's a city guy. He yeah. talks about oysters on the half shell and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, I enjoyed I enjoyed everything pretty much until they get to Vancouver. And then I was like, well, why is Tom Berenger still there? Right. You know, like in a, in a, in a I know it's a movie. Yeah, and you he's a civilian. You suspend your disbelief. But would he really still be there? And I was, I, I was, I would have, I think I wouldn't, it wouldn't have bothered me so much if they'd addressed it in some way at all. Like if someone would have said, a cop or someone would have said, what the, what, the, what is this guy Who doing is this here? Guy? <laughs> and Sidney Poitier is like, he, you know, 
he he earned a right to be here. You know. Yeah. Yeah. After their after their endeavors in the in the wilderness, after saving his life repeatedly. Right. You know, he's like, right. I owe him that. All right, great. I can buy that. <laughs> but to just ignore it, it felt weird. Yeah, especially when it when they're staking out the place at the end. Right. Like. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like if you ever seen any episode of Baywatch at all, and you're like, why is a lifeguard solving murders? You know, <laughs> what are they doing there? Why? Oh, yeah. you, know? <laughs> you are talking to someone who's never seen an episode of Baywatch. I don't think I have either, actually. <laughs> Not even the one where they have. It, oh, no, I, mean, I can't even. I can't even finish that. I've I've seen half an episode where they they had the bends and they were in a pressure chamber and and I was like, what? That where sounds they, great. <laughs> uh, whatever. Mm. Um, I, some people think the the the, uh, the movie with. The Rock and what's his name is funny. I, I thought it was funny for about thirty seconds. I didn't scene. get through it. I, di- I didn't. It was terrible. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. It didn't work for me. Yeah, it was bad. Anyway. Meanwhile, back at the review of Shoot to Kill. <laughs> yeah, well, Sam, yeah. what what did you think of Shoot to Kill? I have uh, some thoughts. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, first, I thought the opening scene to set up who our bad guy is and who our good guy is. All the way through the bad guy getting away was excellent. Yeah, like hmm. I agree. I mean, because it showed that your killer, your, your your criminal, is super smart, knows how the police work, is ruthless, and has figured out a way to do all this and get away with no one having a clue as to who he is. Yeah. Hmm. So, right there, you're like, okay, this guy's really great. Like he knows. The he knows. He is. He's a he's a worthy adversary, and then he is pretty dumb from there on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing that kills me is that, you know, you mentioned cliffhanger is is if I remember right, which I only saw cliffhanger once, but it ends up they end up in the wilderness because the plane crashes there, yes. right? Yes. This guy willfully he was he was th- a couple states away. Yeah. No one knew who he is, what he looks like. <laughs> And he brings the attention to himself yeah. by being an idiot, yeah. which is totally against what you just spent the first yeah. 20 minutes of the movie setting up. So yeah. it's, it's, it's like, I thought like the first 20 minutes, masterclass of how to set up your, your bad guy and good guy. Yeah. And you know, they're going to hate each other. You know that it's going to be a hard, a hard fight. And then all of a sudden it's just like, wait, this guy sees a cop car and kind of goes bananas well, yeah and, that's why i mentioned that, you know like so, so yeah like he sees an accident he sees a cop car blocking the road and he thinks that's for him i assume yeah i think yes. that was the implication so he yeah. has so yeah he i mean that's crazy in itself because he must think wow this guy's great you already tracked me to the border you know <laughs> yeah and right. then he yeah he pulls off and then find he kills a he finds a fisherman who's the first one to go and then kills him and takes his clothes and then we still don't know what he looks like because we because he yeah. has like this long wig or well that hair was also and that was also Which, fucking stupid that he shoots him in the eye in his like signature calling card method <laughs> like the last person right. he killed and then doesn't yeah. hide the body at all yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah. I mean you could argue that maybe he didn't have time because someone else showed up I guess but they don't really address it right and but that doesn't that, fit with if if he thought there was a roadblock then he must have. He, yeah, he should have hidden the body if he thought they were anywhere in the area looking for yeah. him. 
Mm-hmm. Just drive back Doesn't to Oregon. Fit. Spend a month. Who knows where? Like nobody knows you. Like that's the well. Thing. I think I think and you could say that perhaps he felt a, a certain amount of time pressure to get to his fence to sell his diamonds or something. You know. Yeah. Know. Yeah, but they should have. I mean, it, it would have been nice to set that up a yeah. little bit better. Sure. Um, because the next the next little step I really like is that as an audience you don't know what he looks like. Yeah. And now yeah, all of a sudden great. there's five guys who are <laughs> going on a fishing trip in the yeah. middle of nowhere with Kirstie Alley leading all them through like, the And I didn't realize this watching it until I was reading about it after that they intentionally cast all like large imposing men who have all, who have played predominantly played villains in the past yeah. so to throw the audience off. I thought that was yeah. really great. Yeah. yeah, I did too. And so I was like, all right, this is fun. Like now it's a, okay, who is it? And how is this going to play out? You know? Mm -hmm. And they're not really getting her along and they're kind of ribbing each other. Yeah. 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 And like, there's a furtive glance here and there that makes you think, oh boy, that person knows something, you know, it's them. Yeah. (laughs) It's him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The, so yeah, the, the, and I kind of get it. Like they needed something to get, you know, Sidney Poitier out of, I can't say it as nice as you do, out of, uh, out of uh, San Francisco and up there to find Tom Berenger to go in after the, the woods after him. I get that. And, um, you know, so they did it with the, the, the signature gunshot. Um, and then once they're out there, though, he kind of offs everyone way too easy, way too quick. <laughs> yeah. You know? To do it in yeah. a single scene was a little weird. Yeah, they they could have gotten a lot more out of that because this movie is is you know it's part chase, it's part thriller, and mm-hmm. by you know thriller is not that far off from horror where you kill your yeah. your adversaries one at a time whether they yeah. deserve it or not, and they missed an opportunity there. Yeah, I think like when I watched this movie, I was just like. Oh, this part's so good. Oh, this is just like a letdown. Oh, this yeah, part's yeah. so good. Oh, th- yeah. what are they doing? Yeah, you're you know? right. Certain scenes are just so good. <laughs> and, then, and then other ones, you're like, what? what? <laughs> Why did that occur? That doesn't make any sense, really. Yeah. And, you know, Tom Berenger is the, you know, the, I don't the, I, I thought he was fine. I thought it was fun. I was like, hey, I just watched this guy be Jake, Jake <laughs> yeah. in Major League. Now he's playing a, you know, a really different role, and I liked it. You know? Yeah, it's like, he's good. Uh, I enjoyed him. A little, more, yeah, like, a little more in line with his platoon character. Yeah. yeah especially when he yells. Too. Yeah. <laughs> when he's like, uh-huh. I, He had a weird way of yelling. I was like, what? What? Yeah. Why are you? Right. He also he did that uh, way too much, too. It's like. Hey, there's the bad guy who doesn't know we're here. Yeah. Sarah! Keeps the right. Well, he knows now. <laughs> right. Um, um, well, I've got one major gripe. I mean, oh, yeah. We've got, there's plenty of smaller ones, but I've, my main gripe is what the fuck fishing hole is so hard to get to? I mean, where, this is, this is a fishing trip? Well, they, Here's, I mean, it's, here's it's, what I'll say about that. It better be the best damn fishing I've in on they Earth. They say they say it is the best fly fishing on the planet. And they, but they're not. Where's the fly fishing? I don't know. Isn't fly fishing usually on rivers? It's usually on rivers, and it's so usually where were they the, going? <laughs> and and she, Christy Alley, has a, pole, a regular little pole that she's fishing with. Not yeah. not fly fishing. Anyway, yeah. no, that's I agree. part of it. I just, I mean, I'm. You can go fly fishing to Alaska. You can go all over the place. But generally, you don't have to hike forever to get there, or at least not, at least not through that kind of terrain. Like that's not the, you know, there's usually a, 
I'm, I don't know. I don't, I, I've not been fly fishing, so I can't really <laughs> talk with any authority. But I'm just saying that just seems bizarre that they would go through this mass, you know, this massive hike to just for the purpose of fishing because the hike itself seemed kind of fun you know that's yeah. i mean well, it's, maybe not, that's it's not so why. much yeah i think i feel like it should have just been um an expedition you know they were just a hike, kind of like a cliffhanger type thing like they're just out there wildernessing you know they're just they were mm-hmm. bouldering or whatever you know like they're doing something that's remote that you need a guide for but i mean i don't know it just bugged me that i'm like where when's the fishing happening i don't understand this Hmm. And when I was a kid and I watched this, I, it didn't make any difference to me because I didn't care. And I probably shouldn't have paid attention to that because it just took me out of the moment. Hmm. I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> didn't really give it much of a thought. I was like, oh, I guess they're going, f-. I don't know shit about fishing either. So like they could film, say all kinds of dumb shit. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, it I know, I know what a, oh, gosh. I was going to say, I know what a fly fish, fishing sort of like real looks like probably from like a river runs through it. Right. <laughs> There's your example. Well, that's about it. I liked her little witty. Well, we'll have sushi. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, I think that uh, it was also very surprising to me that they just come out of the forest and hop into a truck to hitchhike. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like you could have done that at the get go without ever going into the forest. Right. You could have just hitchhiked across. They were that close you know? to a road. Right. right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I wasn't expecting the, the movie to actually get back to the city. I thought it, I, I wasn't either. Yeah. Did was he say something? Did he yeah, say like, too. cause she was his guide, but then. When the trip is, you know, everyone else is dead. Then did he say like, "You got to get me to somewhere," or did she like, how did he? He's just sort of was, assumed. I don't really remember. Could be a cut scene or something, but I mean, right? Because he he wants to get he wants to get to that he wants to get to the city to fence the diamonds. Mm-hmm. But what does he tell her? Like, oh, just get me to the get me through this. Get me to the border or something. Yeah. Sure. I mean, basically, what I did to his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> did it like this? Did it like that? No, I didn't see any wiffle ball bats. I didn't. I mean, <laughs> basically, when they got through, when they got to the the snow covered peak, is when is when I started thinking about. Well, I kept thinking about like, well, wait a minute, where wh- where are they going? Yeah, yes. you know. And that's, that's a good scene because it shows their closeness and they're, you know, they have to, they have to depend on each other and get a few homophobic jokes in there, you know, like that sort of stuff. But there, there was a, you just reminded me, there was a thing early on when they first start hiking after he kills the fisherman and takes his place. And then they say something about how the radios in the, in the, sh- in the, the cabins were broken. Yeah. You, you guys remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it felt like a plot point, or, or not like it, well, clearly it was a plot point, of course, but it felt intentional, like there was more to it, and then they just never addressed it again. Did that? Feel well, like I assume that that's to you guys. I just assume that that was him being so on top of things that he was getting there first, breaking the radios, and then he was in like, the back of the line with the hiking and sabotage, <laughs> sabotaging yeah. the. That seems the cart that goes across the gorge, you know, whatever. How did he manage to do right. that so quickly? That was crazy. Right. Yeah. 
Are you saying the radio specifically? Was that a... I don't know. Just something about him. Like, how, how did he manage to break it without anyone realizing he did? Yeah. Oh, wait. I left my keys in the cabin. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, how could he get ahead of anyone? They, he doesn't know where they're going. Right. There's only, what, five of them? How, how wouldn't they not notice? I see the cabin. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> but slowly, please. <laughs> The uh, so when they do get to a working radio and, and she calls in, and the other FBI guy is there, mm-hmm. I mean that's sort of clever because he's like, he's like, oh, we're telling you're alone, you know, and, so, and then she says, and then they fall for it immediately, yeah. which is I was like, what? Oh, you screwed him. Yeah, you know, oh, we're alone. Okay, well, let me tell you, there's a there's a killer on the loose, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, just like totally lays his cards out there. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, hmm. I, invariably in in this kind of movie, like, there's going to be the FBI guy or whoever it is is going to go way past his purview. I mean, I don't even we don't even know how the jurisdiction works, like how he worked with the Canadian Mounties or whoever he what, mm-hmm. they were, how he did manage that, because you know you really shouldn't. I guess they could extradite him. It wouldn't be, you mm-hmm. know, he's a mur- multiple murderer and stuff, so it wouldn't be too hard. But the assumption is that, you know, he's so hell-bent on this yeah. that not only did he forget his, his dinner date with his girlfriend, but he, like, you know, everything else is pushed aside. You know, like, this is the most yeah. important thing to him. Yeah. Hmm. Which, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with that as a, you know, like, as a character. Like, that's... That he's a, he always gets his man. That's, that's, I get it. I like that. But, yeah. But like, you know, everything else is, is inconsequential, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, yeah. And like, he didn't, he didn't have a little brief with his, his other FBI guy. He didn't, I don't know. It's just stuff like that. It's like, well, yeah. okay. But yeah, as if, you know, for, as far as moving, as far as movies goes that, that's what you want. You want this guy hell bent on finding him. And Tom Berenger, he's in love with Kirstie Alley, so he's hell-bent on finding her, too. So, yeah. that works. Yeah. I do. I kind of wish... I was thinking about this. One thing that I thought would have been interesting is if if um, Cindy Poitier had some sort of, like, very rudimentary experience in the outdoors or something. Oh. <laughs> and this is just, like, a minor, a minor th- sort of thing, sort of... Um, like a character development kind of thing where he has like just enough knowledge to be dangerous because he thinks he knows what he's doing, but he doesn't. Yeah. You know? So like if he were to, you know, Oh, well, you know, I spent the summer indoor rock climbing in San Francisco and the guy's like, dude, <laughs> that's, that's worse than you. It's terrible. No, <laughs> you're going to get killed out here. He does think. manage to tie if some you, knots pretty if well. If you think you know what you're doing and you don't, you're screwed. Yeah. Anyway, something like that. I don't know. I was thinking about that. If they if they remake it, I mean this would this would be a, an excellent movie to remake. I think. I I thought so too. I thought there's a um, lot here that you could do. Yeah, like really, I think really dial into the sort of the, the smarter aspects of it, because when it's smart, it's so damn smart and so good. And then it just makes it so strange when it feels stupid. Like do away with the stupid. Go mm-hmm. with the smart. <laughs> <laughs> but like Cliffhanger is not a very, it's. It's not a dumb movie exactly, but it certainly isn't cerebral, you know, in any way. It's just, it's just fun. Yeah. 
you know, it's an action movie and I enjoy it. Yeah. And there, I mean, I guess the, the basis of that is that their plot that was so carefully laid out went to shit immediately. Yeah. So then after that, then they can't be, you know, they just are, they don't know what they're doing. They're just looking around. They got one thing to find a bunch of cases of money and that's it. And they have no idea where, where they are. But I don't know. I guess, yeah, they, they, I guess the difference is that when they have these little lines or, I mean, they don't have them with the bad guy. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's like, cause it's, you know, it's the two guys chasing them and, you know, learning to trust each other and, and they have a little barb here or there or, yeah, you know, you stubborn son of a bitch. He's going to lower him <laughs> down and he's, no, I'm not going down. You know, that's, that's <laughs> stuff, which I like it. You know, that's yeah, yeah. That I like that too. Is that makes sense because you're you're emotional you're in the moment and and what you say the dialogue doesn't really ma- matter because the the bad guy is not around in cliffhanger it's like we're gonna say the stupid stuff to the bad guy you know we're gonna we're gonna be clever with the bad guy and i guess that's like you said it's an action movie that's how that's what we expect yeah slightly different yeah, he, he. I forgot. Actually, I'm surprised I didn't think of it till now. Have you guys ever seen the Defiant ones? Yeah, no. um, part of it. Yeah. Also starring like Sidney Poitier. Yeah, Tony Curtis and Sidney Poitier play convicts who escape, and they're they're handcuffed together. Is that the inspiration for? Uh, is, isn't that uh, similar? Yeah. I mean, um, they're what's they're criminals, fugitives, right? Yeah. And they have to like work together and get over their hatred of each other and, you know, racial, racial and otherwise to, you know, try to escape. A Richard Pryor movie. (laughs) Yeah. Good. (laughs) Could could be. be. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were thinking of something specific. (laughs) Oh, no. It just seems like something Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor would have done. (laughs) Yeah. The Defiant Ones isn't funny, though. Yeah, it's more serious. (laughs) It's really good. I, I haven't seen In the Heat of the Night for a long time. Yeah. But I was trying to remember if he seemed... I mean, he, I think in that one... Well, first of all, that's very racially charged. So that I remember that's what I remember sure. most about it. You know, mm-hmm. him and uh, Carol Connor kind of staring each other down. And, and him, you know, like that... That's the movie to me. Like, you know, the, the tension yeah. between them. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember, like, if, if it's anything Ron he Steiger did... It's in the movie. And it's Carol Connor in the show. The show? Really? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> oh, what right the then. hell? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? I have to find out if I've seen the movie then. I don't know. Um, it's good. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it, it is good. <laughs> if there was anything like about his performance as a cop that was yeah. off-putting. I mean, like, I read in the notes that he's right-handed but he's left eye dominant so when he was shooting he was like mm-hmm. aiming the yeah. pistol you know i was like wow okay i mean i wouldn't have noticed that i don't think but i noticed it i noticed it too odd yeah. yeah yeah um i mean yeah i mean i don't mean procedural stuff i mean just like the way he talks to people because when he talks to tom berger he yeah he just has a there's just something about the way he delivers the lines is just it's just weird and not yeah. not bad. I mean, um, have you seen like "To Sir with Love" when he was in that? Sure. You know, he was, yep. 
Yeah, that that makes sense. That mm-hmm. you're a teacher, you know, he's eloquent and, but you know, it's weird when you're when you see, when you're well spoken and elo- not well spoken. You know, eloquent the way the way if you're city Poitier, let's put it that way. If you're him <laughs> and you're in the woods, and you're talking to this guy, it's it's just weird when he when he says things so precisely. Yeah, uh, I think it helps. It helps remind remind us that he's a fish out of water. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. Could just... yeah. Also, there was, uh, I also feel like there's one clue in the script that maybe when it went, when this was written, it was intended for the actor to be, that character to be younger. Is when he tells Tom Berenger, he says, I have 22 years of experience, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, how old are you? 22 years? I mean, what was he in this movie? Like 60? <laughs> um... So when he started, he became an FBI guy when he was 40? That seems unlikely. <laughs> I, I mean, don't think he's supposed to be 16 in the movie. I mean, he jumps over the hood of a car. <laughs> I don't know. He looks old. <laughs> I, I mean, he doesn't have gray hair or anything. I don't know. He kind of does, doesn't he? Does he? I don't remember gray I don't hair. Know. I thought he looked old. Okay. Well, I mean, well, no, I think you're right. I think you're right because he, uh, I didn't choose this movie before because I didn't want to uh, jinx him, but he's already passed just this year. Mm-hmm. Or this year, and he was ninety four. So oh. I don't know. What's ninety four? Yeah, so he, he was born in nineteen twenty seven. So he was sixty one when he made this movie, or sixty. <laughs> right. So yeah. to your point, you're you're correct. You're accurate in that he was a bit older when he made this movie. But I don't know. I just didn't. I, you know, I didn't think that he was seemed old. I just think I thought it was more of the fish out of water stuff. Like he maybe he's just yeah. not used to. Running sure. around and jumping. I agree. That's I, from I, uh, that's a, a, a minor pet peeve I have when there's like an older character who clearly is a seasoned veteran of whatever profession. And they're like, I got 20 years of experience doing this. Like it's it, it's like, well, actually, you know, someone your age would probably have more like 30 or 40, you know, <laughs> but whatever. It's a minor gripe. It's like when they're casting someone and they're there, you know, it's written for a 30 year old and they cast a 50 year old. and They don't change anything because nobody cares. Yeah. Me. Except for me. <laughs> <laughs> when I you were saying that about the... <laughs> okay. Thank, thanks, Harrison Ford. When you were talking... Oh, sorry. It's Luke. Yes, it's Luke. <laughs> before, before they take on a Death Star. I'm sorry. My bad. Um, I was hung up on what you were saying about the... Um, not hung up, but I was thinking about when you were talking about the the Boy Scout stuff. Like if he had had mm-hmm. a little bit of experience, yeah, 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 cool. And I and I think they were trying to go for that in this scene when he's he's like, "Let me see your pack," and then he, he starts yeah. pulling stuff out. He's like, "Battery powered socks," <laughs> throws it <laughs> yeah. out. You know, yeah. he's like Yoda. If you want to go back to that reference, yeah, throwing yeah. stuff out of oh, yeah. Luke's <laughs> pack. Anyway, yeah, that no, but that's a good, that's a great point. If Sidney Poitier would have said, "I was in the Boy Scouts," and then Tom Berenger just laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Yeah, he just suddenly got quiet there. He's like, okay, I'm just going to watch this stuff. All right. Yeah. I like the scene with the bear, but I felt like it was over too quick. Oh, I, suppose, really? I don't know. I just like, they. it was a nice setup. And I don't know, seeing Tom Berenger like trip and fall seems silly a little bit. I mean, it can happen yeah, to anyone, of course. Yeah, he hit his head on a rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, like, has that ever happened to an adult? And he shakes it off in, like, In the history seconds. of the He's world. Like, oh, like, has oh. anyone ever tripped in the forest and f- hit their head on a rock and, like, knocked themselves out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they th- if they could have set that up 
set the set the scenery up differently. Maybe he could yeah. have fallen down. Away, so it was just Sidney Poitier in the yeah. mirror. Yeah, I don't think he should be knocked out. And then, like seeing Sidney Poitier sort of face down the bear, because what else? What else can he do? You know, he doesn't abandon right. Tom Berenger when he could have. So right. great, like a nice right. character beat. They yeah, could have anyway. thrown that the bear scene in when they, when he's when he gets the rope kind of around the pine tree when Tom Berenger is hanging over the edge of the cliff. Yeah. That would have been the time to uh, scare away the bear. <laughs> That would have been the perfect, like, you know, the, the old, you know, write your character up the tree and then throw stones at them moment, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, and I, I liked, I, actually, that's, it's funny you mentioned that scene. I liked that scene, too, when Sidney Poitier is struggling with sort of holding him up with the rope and everything, and he, you know, he has a presence of mind to, you know, wrap it around a tree and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, he, the, I, I like the way they paint his character as someone who's sort of even, you know, cool-headed, and even if he doesn't know exactly what he's doing, he's clear, clear, clear-headed enough to like find a solution. Oh yeah, they really even drove the most, that home. Later. Even in the most dire of circumstances, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that that was the whole point of the car chase scene, and you mm-hmm. watch him driving, and he's he's not phased at all by the car. Yeah, you know, like he's back in his in his yeah. element, you know, and he's doing this. Mm. This car chase scene, just stone face, like just yeah. looks like, just looks like he's totally calm, like like you'd expect a fighter pilot to be, you know? Yeah, yeah. And doesn't Tom yeah. Berger look over him for a second, like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was that was perfect. I was like, that's good filmmaking right there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you haven't seen this movie, just Google it because it's out there. It's on you YouTube for free. That's what I'm. For that's free. what I was. Gonna say. Um, <laughs> Well, you think so, the, you think the execs at YouTube are like, oh, someone's got some, uh, <laughs> they're they're breaking copyright. Well, what I'm getting at is, if you haven't seen it yet, stop this and watch it because we don't want to talk about the end. I don't want to spoil it. Um, <laughs> the end. I mean, I like the the two fairies thing. That was uh, that yeah. was great. Great callback. Love yeah. that. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Yeah. And then, but then, like, kind of the end, end. You know, like there's, there's, you know, there's a bunch of chasing around. I forgot that Sidney Poitier gets shot a couple of times. Yeah, right? he, I mean, he yeah. shot like three times, right? It was crazy. Yeah. I was like, what? Well, wait, what? Is he? Di- I don't remember him dying. Does he die? Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, kind of, they both go over the edge, mm-hmm. and he kind of shoots. He finally he. he <laughs> He goes over with his gun. Apparently, I don't remember him holding the gun, but he has the gun in the in the water and finishes it, but still needs kind of saving from Tom Berger. Yeah, I don't know. Did you guys have any thoughts about that whole scene, or was it just like, yeah, fine, whatever, let's get it, let's um, finish this? It's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, there were certain things in the middle of this fairy scene I didn't really care for. Um. It was a little odd the way Tom Tom Berenger's involvement in the cli- in the involvement in the climax was a little forced. I feel like where he just like swings over the side and like jumps on him or something. I don't know. Oh, he jumped on thing- her, right? He gra- grabs her. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He had, um, it felt a little redundant. Yeah. It's like how do we how do we fit this guy into our climax? You right. Know? right. <laughs> it didn't feel organic, really, and I didn't like when. Um, Clancy Brown has like that mom cornered and he's like, come over here. 
come over here. And then she's like, uh, and then she starts to, I'm like, why would you go over there? All he's saying is come over here. He's not saying right. come over he here or point, I'm going to shoot your kid. He didn't point the gun at her, right? He right. just kind of like, come He's on, like, why don't you come on over? <laughs> he's full come of blood. He's, <laughs> just his say ears hi. bleeding all over the yeah. place. <laughs> come on. Okay, she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> It's a little weird. Yeah. But that, I mean, other than that, though, I mean. <laughs> yeah. If we were to rewrite that whole scene, I think take Tom, like just Tom Berenger barely makes the ferry. Like he just jumps on and he's like, go on without me. And then he, mm-hmm. Sidney Poitier should do all of it from that point. Yeah. And, and then Tom Berenger can jump off and, and save him in the water. Yeah. You know, just unexpectedly. Oh, he's still here. Okay, good. You know, like that, that, that could have been better. Right. Yeah. Or I, I think that works better if, if he mm-hmm. doesn't. Be a, try to be a cop with him. Yeah. 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 Nitpick. Whatever. I'm yeah. Indeed. I'm very curious to see if if people that haven't seen it, I mean, other than you guys, um, that have just come across it now. People count. <laughs> Real people. <laughs> no, I'm saying people that I don't already know what they what they like. You know, kind of thing. If just general people that come across this and, and see it as a good movie or would they just say, eh, I don't know. I mean, cause it does suck you in from the beginning. And then I, I, for, I was looking at the timer on, on it and I was like, wow, it's only like five minutes left. There's a, there's a lot to finish here. You know, they just, it sort of sped the end, end was sped up, but I like that, that quick kind of resolution and then end, you know, I prefer that to, um, like a lot of extra stuff like if you um to to use one of the movies we've done um uh stakeout like also in the northwest Mm -hmm. sort of a lot of build up a lot i mean of course it's funny and there's a lot a lot of other stuff happening but the like the final scene shootout stuff happens pretty quickly everyone shows up saves the day we have our little remark and then it's also in the you know as, as you're getting wheeled out after you've been shot and then credits, you know, like they, that's, that's how an action movie is supposed to go kind of right. Or is, mm. or am I just being nostalgic for that kind of thing? <laughs> I guess. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just don't like too much. Denouement kind of stuff, yeah. especially if it's like extra. You don't like the, the, the hour and a half, three ending return of the King style. No. I do not. It just keeps going, and going. I do not. Yeah. I didn't like yeah, it then. I still don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the books, yeah. though. I don't think that's really their fault necessarily. But well, but they could have tied. Yeah, I could have shortened it for sure. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, in those cases, you you know, you've already watched twelve hours of movies, so you're you know, they they know <laughs> they got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so. It could be remade. Um, I don't know. It just—it's not really. It's a. It's. I think I said it said that it was uh, Poitier's first R movie, or is that where right? he was a star. Yeah, where he was where a he star. Was, where he was the leading man. That's oh, interesting. I just—I just thought of a nitpick. Oh well. That's great because we usually don't have any. I know. I got one. I, I, again, it's not perhaps not a nitpick, more a question for you guys. I'm curious what you think. So the scene with the, the jammed um, cable car thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Sidney Portis is like, what, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to go get it. 
And then he goes out feet first. I was thinking that yeah. too. <laughs> right? Is that uh, now? I've no experience mountain climbing, but to me that seemed like the most difficult way of doing it. But then I realized, well, if he hadn't have gone feet first when that thing came careening at him, it would have hit him in the head and probably killed him. Right? Hmm. True. So do you think the implication is that the character knew that and went feet first? Hmm. I thought he was going to time it that he dropped his feet down and just plopped right into it as it was coming towards him. Oh, like, that would have been, be been slick. Cool. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'll save that for the remake. Yeah. Like, oh, well, God. I mean, and then, okay, so I'm actually, I'm picking the wrong thing to nitpick in that scene because then he falls <laughs> and, and he slams die. into the mountain at like a thousand miles. I mean, how, how fast does a body move at that point swinging like a there pendulum a, yeah. from that height? <laughs> Like even the fall that. itself, like when that rope went taut, like the yeah. snap of that, it has a whip crack sound. It would have like cracked, <laughs> broken in half, and then when you slammed into the mountain, you would have exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, yes. I have no experience. <laughs> well, I'm just also, going by other movies. <laughs> I, I what I thought in that scene was like, why didn't he have him tie the if if he was thinking ahead? Why didn't he have him tie the rope off as he was going out there? Or when he, he should have looped it. Himself. He should have looped it over the cable. Oh, yeah, then, I thought that and, too. Yeah, and then to Sydney Portier. Yeah. So if he that did fall, helped. he falls from the cable, right? Right. I mean, yes. Yeah. That's that's my dumb brain thinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, this is how I don't get killed here. in this scenario. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Right. Anyway, in cliffhanger, does he go? Does he go head first? What's that? In cliffhanger, does he go head first? Yeah, I think he does. He does. Of course. And he's hanging by his legs, right? And he's hanging yeah, under. Yeah, so he pulled. I mean, if you go head first, you pull yourself with your arms and your feet can actually sort of help. But if you go feet first, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It is odd. You know, when we become the TV version of this review, we need to have these cutaways to where we actually redo it. You know, we replay, we we actually try doing the scene ourselves, <laughs> um, Mythbuster you know, style. In the, yeah, in the, yeah, Mythbuster style in, in the studio. You know, <laughs> the studio, sure. So, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I clearly. Ace Ventura 2 handled this scene the best of all three films. Oh, clearly. Between cliffhangers, uh, shoot to kill, and Ace Ventura You're going to have to explain this because no one has the depth of knowledge that you do on Ace Ventura 2. You don't know what I'm talking about? I could guess, but I, just just tell us. <laughs> well, they do a parody of the scene from Cliffhanger when he drops Sarah, the woman, in the beginning. Okay. <laughs> and only in Ace Ventura, it's, it's a raccoon. <laughs> oh, okay. I vaguely remember that. <laughs> and when, he, like, when the raccoon slips there's like it's it's shot exactly the same as cliffhanger only it's a raccoon and i don't know it's it's really funny <laughs> even though yes the raccoon dies <laughs> um, anyhow <laughs> and he, he wails in the same way he goes no <laughs> and the in the raccoon like makes little chittering sounds <laughs> anyway well, cliffhanger's awesome <laughs> okay there moving on <laughs> so, so Roger, yeah. Roger Spottiswood the director yeah I was 
in my brain when you said when when you picked we this, talked about him before yeah and i was picturing um a different uh, hang on let me look it up i was picturing yeah. a different director roger donaldson hmm. that's why i asked if kevin costner was in it because roger donaldson directed um 13 days i don't know if you guys okay. ever saw that with Kevin Costner. Then for some reason, mm-hmm. Roger Spottiswood, I was thinking of Roger Donaldson. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Roger Spottiswood's uh, filmography is kind of interesting. He's got some decent stuff, and then he's got some real shit, you know? Like, this is good. Air America's pretty good. I like Turner and Hooch, you know? But then he did Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, which is <laughs> bizarre. He did Tomorrow Never Dies, which isn't the best Pierce Brosnan Bond. It's okay. But The Sixth Day, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, is fucking garbage. Mm. Mm-mm. I don't okay, know. I saw that one. It's awful. It's like unwatchably, unwatchably stupid. And I've seen a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hell yeah. Anyway, mm. and he he directed in the band played on. You know, mm. that so, know. doesn't it's, quite fit. Yeah, it is an eclectic mix he's got under his belt here. And one of the writers is uh, Donald Petrie Jr., who oh, yeah. is most probably well known for writing Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, so that was the yeah the the, the unlikely pair up uh, uh, motif once again. Yeah. Oh, he mm-hmm. he also did uh, Air America. Do you do you remember that yeah. movie? Sure. I just mentioned I mean, it, didn't I? Or did I miss it? Oh, did you? Did you? I don't know. But I mean, it's got Mel Gibson and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Do you remember liking it? Yeah, I remember liking it. I don't remember if it's, it's a good movie. Received. I just remember liking it. Yeah, I, that's that's my memory too. Like if 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 I hadn't just looked it up, which I did, and I it's, it's got a horrible <laughs> rate, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, thirteen percent. Wow. Oh boy, that's I terribly saw it with interesting. One of you in the theater. Oh yeah, yeah I think I saw I think it. We, I, think, I think we saw it at like Market Square. Yeah, I remember seeing it in the theater. And I, I remember I, seeing it in the theater too. Well, whoever it was, I mean, we all we all kind of remember kind of liking it, right? Yeah. So that's a that's I have an interesting fond one. memories of it. That's really weird. Yeah, but we Without... probably liked it because of the jokes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's jokes and there's, I don't know. I imagine if I had to guess, it's got to be too heavy-handed on the sort of geopolitical stuff, you know, like. Yeah. You know. Southeast Asia sure. and the, during that time. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see if someone picks it. <laughs> that's what I'm, I guess that's what I'm getting at. I'm wondering if someone will pick it now that we know. It's like, oh wow, wait, that's kind You're of just throwing it out there. Maybe. Well, I mean, I, I hadn't even considered picking hook. it, but now I'm now I'm kind of curious. I almost want to pick it. Hmm. Well, hmm. you do sometimes get to choose which movie. Yeah. Not this time though. Not not Roughly too often. Thirty three percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but we're thinking about changing that. <laughs> yeah, you can have Cohen share. <laughs> you can have it all. <laughs> yeah. That'd be interesting. Just do the next hundred. <laughs> See what happens. That's great. There's some double ups. Yeah, yeah. we should probably do double ups. Some obscure ones too, like the wow. cinematographer. Oh Ooh. yeah, it's a double double up. 
Nice. He did the, the Man with Two Brains and the Lost Boys. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. That's pretty cool. Anyway, I mean, mentioned Daniel is... Petrie. Mentioned what? Mentioned Tom Berenger. Yeah. Okay. And then I didn't get much further. <laughs> is Clancy Brown a double up? I don't think so. I I thought it should he should have been, but I didn't yeah. see anything we've done. I was thinking he was, but then I realized no. We haven't done Shawshank and we haven't done Yeah. That was know. Highlander. <laughs> the Highlander. We haven't done the Highlander. Probably we'll do that one someday. Maybe. I'm guessing. That's a Cohen pick. Nah, I'm not picking that. No? Nah. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, I'm not going to argue with that. I'm just curious. Until next week. <laughs> <laughs> Red herring. Uh, who else? Well, some of those guys seem pretty familiar, but I, did, I couldn't sure. pick out any any particular double up. Maybe Richard Ma- Mauser, Mauser, whatever the hell his name is. The first guy. They he, all look familiar. Yeah, the, the mustache kills. guy. Yeah. I recognize one of them as a dude from Hard to Kill, Steven Skull movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yep. You know. Of course. <laughs> but uh, Richard Mauser, he's in the oh. thing. You know what it is? He's in um, he's in Six Degrees of Separation. That's where right. I recognize him from. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's in a ton of stuff. His filmography is extensive. Oh, all these, a lot of these guys are. Yeah. I mean, one of the guys was the 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 uh, what do they call it? I forgot what they call them. The killer and Dirty Harry. Yep. Hmm. Oh, he was in It, the miniseries too. The, the Tim guy Curry from one? Six Degrees. Yeah, from Six yeah. Degrees of Separation. Okay. Oh, he's in The Thing as well. Yeah, he's in The Thing, yeah. That's what I think of him as. Oh, the Thing. I don't know. I don't know if he's in anything we've... Uh... No, I don't think so. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, uh... Yeah, so... Shoot, I had something I was going to say <laughs> and I lost it. Now, well, is it castrated? You know, for an R movie though, this is pretty pretty benign movie. I think. Yeah, you know, it's. Indeed. I don't think it would get an R rating anywhere in the last so. decade. Yeah, yeah, it's like mm. a couple people get shot, a couple people get thrown over a cliff. That's about it. Yeah, it's not right. that violent, at least not by today's standards. Anyway, there's no nudity. There's right. Even the language isn't bad, is it? It's like no. A, yeah. Right. I mean, not really. It's, yeah. There's no F-bombs. It's more hmm. son of a bitch, bastard, but whatever. Son of a bitch. But yeah, Thanks I for was demonstrating. Doing... <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I keep going if you want. <laughs> There's no F-bombs, but there are other words, such as. <laughs> uh, Did, uh... No, but I, I like, you, and you guys pointed out how good the beginning was yeah if he didn't have that he he really isn't all that scary i mean he's yeah obviously you see him kill some people but he doesn't he he doesn't have like a a serious edge to him it's just he's just ruthless i think that was the best description is Mm -hmm. you know like the way he got the diamonds and stuff was like i don't give a i don't give a shit about these people i don't i will do whatever i need to do to get away or get what i want yeah and it's, and it's, yeah, at some point, 
in the movie, he should have like decided, well, maybe I don't really need these diamonds right here, right now. You know, I, I could have, yeah, I could have done something else. I could have hit out for a while and yeah, you know, that stuff, but, but yeah, but you lost some of that edge to him. The more you see him, the less scary he really seems. Yeah. I mean, he's still, he's still I, I, bad, but go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I thought of a way to, uh, to up his, his, um, the urgency for him to get to, um, to Vancouver mm-hmm. is it, it's a double setup. There's a guy in Vancouver holding his wife hostage. That's the big twist. That's why he's so yeah. ruthless. He... It's like, oh, he's just trying to get back to his wife. Oh, shit. Turn it all on its head. Oh, wow. Yeah. What did, oh, that reminds me. So what do you guys think of the scene where they like trick the, the diamond fence guy into giving up sort of... <laughs> It seemed like lethal weapon all of a sudden. It was like, you know, kind of funny and yeah, in a way, not not exactly. And also, it was like highly illegal. It seemed like right. That's what I thought too. I was like, like, oh, this is kind of clever. But is that like it didn't fit Sydney's character? Yeah, like is that what they did? I mean, what is that? Does there a name for that? Is that entrapment? Is it entrapment? (laughs) It seemed like it. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't seem exactly uh, by the book. Yeah, because well, if you have, you have him, he's under duress, and he gives that confession of what he was going to do. But it's if you don't, but if you don't, admissible. if you don't charge him, I mean, they don't. I don't think they really care if he's. No. They're not looking to arrest him. They're just looking for no. the information. Yep. Right. So, if they trick him into giving it up, what's the worst? Like whatever. So they can't arrest yeah. him, right? They didn't do anything by the book so they can't arrest him but they don't really care I wouldn't think they'd care much anyway yeah I, I kind of like it because he's a shitbag with a good lawyer you know right exactly because it kind of plays off the lawyer scene it's like mm-hmm. oh your lawyer just said you know I'll have your badges and your asses and all that stuff and yeah bring my client in for this bullshit and then he did know something and he didn't give it up right so, is that like know, obstruction the, yeah so technically that's obstruction hmm. you know they can charge him with obstruction for not helping yeah, or something. I don't know. Can That's what they're the trying him with. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just like it, like as a sort of, because you're you're on the side of the cops in this mm-hmm. movie, and sure, and you're like, well, come on, and some rich guy just doesn't want to help. You know, it's bullshit. Yeah. The um, did you guys notice anything about the music? Speaking of, <laughs> the saxophone. Speaking, yeah, speaking of the <laughs> weapon. <laughs> yeah, there were. <laughs> And I also felt like, is it Lethal Weapon 1, or maybe maybe it's 2, where the bad guy is sinking in the water dead at the end? Like, that, for some, maybe not, but to me, I was like, I've seen this very scene before. But there was, yes, the saxophone mm. music, there were, there were, once they got out of the forest, I was like, this just feels like Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I can't remember the name of the guy, John something. Did the, music. did the music yeah oh yeah john scott john scott yeah he's yeah, also an actor he looks i looked at a picture and i'm like I, i've seen that guy and stuff oh weird i just can't think of what at the moment <laughs> no maybe not maybe he's not really an actor he's just in a couple of things 
I honestly wish there was more notes about this because I was curious about how there was these three guys that put the screenplay together. Like, was one of them a one of them a wilderness guy? One, you know, like what was the? Mm-hmm. How did they come up with this story, and how did it? You know, it was a little light on um, sort of like survivalist details and info. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen a bit more. Like, you guys ever see? Um, what the hell is that movie with uh, Alec Baldwin and um, Anthony oh, Hopkins? The, the Edge. The Edge. Mm-hmm. I like that movie. Also it, has a bear. Yeah. It's good, though, because Anthony Hopkins is this, like, super intelligent dude who reads, you know, like a book every day. And he's read thousands of books. And so, like, the whole point is that he can keep them alive because he's read so many books about everything, right. including survival, you know, whatever. And so you get little it, details, yeah. you know, throughout the film where he's like, well, you know, if you do this, you get this. If you do that, you can do this and blah, blah, blah. And I, I would have minded a, a little bit of that from Tom Berenger's character. Yep. Yeah, I think mean, that would have been good. Yeah. Just to further sort of hash out his character, his experience, his knowledge. Um, there was a yeah, little bit would, of it, I guess, here and there, but, you know... About, I would tack you on know, to climbing that, up, climbing up the mountain to cut through the storm and shit. We can save a day. Things like that. Like I like that yeah. little details. That clearly, I wouldn't have. A fucking, I wouldn't have a fucking clue. What was that? <laughs> the demon from hell. I think. Yeah, it sounded like someone screamed. Uh, sorry, m- murdering small children. <laughs> oh. um, no. Also, I, I would. I would say I agree with that. I think that that Tom Berenger also was set up as this um, hermit, you know? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, he doesn't deal with people anymore. No, no, no. I didn't see enough of that. I mean, like, he yeah. he was gruff, but he wasn't like, you know, he, he like, you, you should be, it should be hard to get two words out of him. You know, he wasn't like mm-hmm. that not talkative or he wasn't, I mean, he was, there, was, there should have been something more mm-hmm. to just sort of develop that idea. Sure. Like, okay, this guy doesn't like people. He's comfortable in the woods, you know, like, you know, he has, he has a bandana on the whole time, but like, you, you know, you, you expect him to come out walking with like camouflage on or something, you know, like, yeah. there's, I don't know, something just some more of a survivalist yeah. type I, um, Some sort of, some sort of indication of how long he's been sort right. of away from civilization, I think would have been interesting, sort of like the way, um, I thought they did a good job of that, uh, in Romancing the Stone when they find mm-hmm. the crashed airplane. And he's looking through the old magazines, and he's like, "Oh shit, Billy oh, Brothers broke up." <laughs> and she's like, "How long have you been down here?" Something like that. I yes. mean, not necessarily played yes. for laughs, but you know, just something I think could have been an interesting little detail, sort of insight into his character. Totally. Totes. All right, have we uh, run this film up a tree or what? Whoa. Shall we move on to what's next? Um, Starting with who's next, Mr. Child Torture, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. That's Dr. Child Torture. I didn't spend <laughs> six years in child torture school. <laughs> um, all right. We're going with uh, a um, a famous woman is the uh, 
uh, is the um, lead. <laughs> oh, some, right. some clue. That <laughs> is, because... Were well, you saying it's a female lead, not a female not lead? Female lead um, is a double up, but we're going older, farther back into her past. And uh, let's see. Is it late 70s? It is 1980. Yeah. Oh, yes. wow. It's a comedy. Is it Goldie Hawn? You bet. Oh. Is it... <laughs> Is it the the Private Benjamin? Private Benjamin. You bet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's pretty easy. Wow. Yeah. He zeroed out in that one. Yep. I can cross that off of my list. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I remember we used to watch it on VHS when I was yeah. little. And I can't remember it or anything. I remember the the to me the the cover of the which is probably the same as the poster of her in the helmet looking like you know, like a little girl in her, like, dad's helmet, you know, with her eyes wide and looking, you know, like, bedraggled. Yeah. That, mm. that, like, that to me is, like, this, like, iconic Goldie Hawn image, but I can't remember sure. any of the movie. Yeah. I don't and remember I, like, it very well at all, either. <laughs> I don't, either. <laughs> it was a series, too, right? Yeah, it became a TV show. And it, did it star her? I don't know. We're going to have to cover oh, yeah. this crap You're right. next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this pickle. Uh, it's on HBO if you guys subscribe. Excellent. Sweet. Otherwise, you have to rent it. Or it's on something called Hoopla? Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. A subscription Hoopla. service called Hoopla? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's getting out of hand. Yeah, it's a little nuts. It's too many. All we wanted was to pick our cable channels. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've totally been pushed, punished for cable cutting, haven't we? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's over course corrected in such a terrible, terrible way. <laughs> <laughs> It'll figure itself out. Yeah, someday. <laughs> All right. Mm. Well, then. Oh, I forgot to mention there was an alternative title to this film, Shoot to Kill, called Deadly Pursuit in the UK because it came out shortly after there was some sort of like mass shooting in the UK, whoever officials decided it would be in poor taste to release any film with the word shoot in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that would have worked uh, just fine. Yeah. They're both pretty cliched and vague. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Shoot to kill. It's not a lot of shooting anyway, I suppose. Track to kill. No, sorry. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that's our best review yet. Oh yeah, we yeah. killed it. A A number one. That was a pregnant a plus. pause. <laughs> oh, you were you thought I was gonna say eh, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Private Benjamin. It's a good pick. I know. <laughs> Don't pull any muscles patting yourself in the back. <laughs> Alright, that's enough movie off. I'm out. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See you. That's the film with your Sounds like a credence song.